This, this is the OMLL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Press Pass Live, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. I am your host, as always, Kind of Real Nate, and with me tonight are two good buddies, Mr. Maniac, Mr. Uh, D. Wayne. I almost called him Dawson, even though technically that is his real name. How are you guys doing tonight? It's been... Yeah, two minutes ago, we were all singing our crying sorrows about how terrible of a week this has been. And then all of a sudden, we turn on the mics and go live, and everybody's having a great week. Yeah, we're good. We're Everything's amazing. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Um, so let's just kind of uh, approach this subject. Tonight is not going to be... Uh, Tonight's not going to be a regular podcast like we've been doing. We missed last week just because I was moving and the guys were busy. And it was mainly me um, with the move and Mardi Gras and everything going on. I just couldn't uh, find enough time to fit everybody's schedule to squeeze it in. Uh, And this week, the plan was to go for it as normal until about Wednesday of this week when uh, the 18-wheeler wheels fell off of the, the ship. So... Uh, we're going to cover a little bit. We were supposed to do an interview with the commissioner of the TFL, Bloop, um, but he is having some technical issues. If he figures them out and joins us, we'll still spend some time with him and let him talk about the TFL. If not, we'll try to get him on the next podcast and uh, let him talk about the TFL. I want to get Pooty T to come join us one one of these podcasts, too. And, and uh, I like having the segment where we either bring in a special guest or bring on a uh, current member. So we'll try to keep that up, but... We're just going to quickly cover the standings of where we are. We are in week, is it 13? Am I correct on that? Somebody type in the code real quick. (laughs) I think it's 13. I I, I think we're in 13. Um, Everything is a a blur to me. So we're going to just quickly cover the standings of where we are for week 13. Um, and then we're going to get into the, the uh, meat and cheese, so to speak, of where we kind of are as a community and as a league. And uh, I'm just going to be kind of brutally honest about everything. So before we dive into that, though, let's take a quick look at the AFC and NFC standings. I'll cover the standings real quick. Then we'll look at the teams that are still in the running as we are quickly here in the next probably, you know, seven to eight days, we're going to be already in the playoffs. But in the NFC East, you got the Cowboys. They're winning at seven and five. Everybody else is pretty much out of it. In the NFC West, you got the Seahawks at 10 and two, the Cardinals at eight and three. Those guys are still right in the thick of things. The Bears are leading the NFC North at seven and five. Pretty much everybody's out of it, even though I'm pretty sure somebody somewhere is going to tell me the Packers still have a chance at two and ten. 
Then the NFC South, you got the Falcons at 11 and 0, the Saints and Panthers are 7 and 5, and I think that the I don't know. The Saints are actually going to get the bump right there if this ends in a tie because of the division record and the team split their regular season record against each other. So that's where we sit with the NFC and the AFC, the AFC East. The Jets are winning or leading, I should say, at nine and three. The AFC West, you got Maniac and his Chiefs at eight and four. And the AFC North, you got the Bengals at seven and four. And the wheels have kind of fallen off for everybody else there since our last podcast and then AFC South all three of those top teams are still very much in the running the Titans at eight and three the Colts at eight and four and the Jaguars at seven and five so that's going to bring us to kind of our on the bubble standings if the playoffs end it right now which they are not but if they end it right now in the AFC you'd have the Tennessee Titans at number one Jets at two Bengals at three Chiefs at four Colts at five Jaguars at six leaving the Raiders, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Browns all on the bubble. Over in the NFC side, you'd have the Falcons at 11-0 and at 1, Seahawks at 2, Cowboys at 3, Bears at 4, Cardinals at 5, Saints at 6, leaving the Panthers, 49ers, Vikings, and Giants all still on the bubble. So let's just quickly talk about it. We're going to toss it over to Mr. D. Wayne first. Who do you see making it in the AFC and NFC? <clears throat> Hey, hold on, hold on one second. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, uh, I don't know that your audio is coming through. Let me just quickly, because I'm starting to think that uh, I've done most of the talking here, so at least guys have not missed a whole lot. Uh, but let's see if I can figure that out real quick. We apologize for technical difficulties. Um, <clears throat> normally, this thing is... Uh, is already set up for us and we don't really have to worry about anything um, and I don't know why it's giving us a hard time go ahead and give me a quick test mic test mic now it is fixed one of my settings were turned <laughs> off somehow I apologize everyone you could probably faintly hear D Wayne and maniac in the background but they're loud and clear now so go back at it D Wayne yeah I was just saying uh, if you look at the AFC I think for the most part Every team is still just just fighting to stay in there. Even some of these teams, like I said, the AFC South, a couple games and you're out of the race. The AFC North, the Bengals lose two games, and the other three teams, they're two games behind you, jump you. Yeah. Uh, the only team that's really safe right now is the AFC East. Is, is the Jets right now? He's playing phenomenal football, and he's kind of got himself a little spacer between him, the Dolphins, you know, Bills, Patriots, and he got the Chiefs over there who've who've started to create some separation between himself and those other three teams. Uh, but like I said, he's, you know, a couple games dropped, and, you know, that's three great owners right there that can jump right back in the race. Um, if you go over the NFC, the NFC side, you got the Falcons, of course, just playing really great football right now. Uh, just have, They've just been on a tear, and, you know, you got the Saints and Panthers right behind them fighting for that last wild card spot right now along with Mo Daly and the Cardinals. 
that can go either way. Anyway, it, you know, it happens right there. You got three teams that can fight for that last spot. The Seahawks are, are holding on to that division race right now. Uh, I can already, you know, I'm not, not counting out the Cardinals right now, but I can say that the Seahawks probably will wrap that division up. Uh, the NFC North, again, is, is an interesting division, especially with, with uh, the Vikings, but it looks like the Bears are going to take it. They're 5-0 in that division. He's taking advantage of a – you know, a weaker division right now. Uh, just to, just everybody there's not having a great season in that division. And NFC East is, East is interesting just because Massimo's gone for like three weeks, and I think he's lost both games since he's been gone. Uh, this is the chance of the Eagles at 5-7. and seven. I think you have to look at him as, you know, he's – I think I want to say one of his wins was a sim win, uh, but he's played better football this year, even though his, his stats don't really show how good of football he's been playing. He has been playing a lot better football. And the Giants, you're still in the race. You win some games. And and I don't know how long Massimo's out for, but uh, you, you NFC East guys need to take advantage of this while you can. Uh, I think it's it's going to come down to it. I think you got some great races. I, I don't honestly don't see any of these guys running away with it because you still got the Falcons, the Seahawks fighting for that one-two spot. Um, even though I think the Falcons have probably wrapped up that uh, NFC South, you still got them two fighting for the top. And then the AFC got you got I many you got six teams right here just battling it out, not counting the bubble teams, just battling it out to to. I guess you say jostle for playoff position. Uh, it's going to be a great playoffs, and uh, I think it's been a great season so far. I think disparity is pretty crazy. You got some of these teams that you haven't seen. I look on this side, the Jets and the Chiefs are two teams that jump right off on you that have had some down seasons. And with Maniac taking over the Chiefs, they've turned it around. And with uh, Clyde, he's really made them Jets into a really, really strong team this year. And it ought to be interesting to see how this season finishes. Maniac, who do you see making it out of the AFC and NFC? Well, I'll start with the NSC. Uh, definitely the Cowboys. Um, it's really going to hurt the, the Cowboys with Massimo being out. Uh, and one of those losses that his CPU took was to my Chiefs. And, man, I tell you, that was just a that was a fit of a game to try to win. And I sure hope my my uh, voice didn't come through my stream because I, <laughs> I, I was not giving the CPU a five, that's for sure. So... <laughs> But uh, it was it was it was crazy. It's it's uh, crazy how he has built that team. They're they're a powerhouse, and and if if they'll at least stay uh, at the top there until he gets in striking range, I I don't see the Eagles overtaking him. But uh, we got the Wolves. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, is that a, is that a legit wolf? <laughs> I, it is a dog that has showed up, and oh. I seriously think that he is—he is part of the wolf because. Oh no, he... that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, as long as it stays kind of within this range right here, I, I don't see anybody pulling out this one except for Massimo. Uh, going down the NFC West, the Seahawks uh, and the Cardinals—they're—they're they're pretty much kind of neck and neck. I don't know if they have any more head-to-head. Showings, but uh, they they both seem to kind of have modeled their games uh, kind of uh, like each other, and and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I still think Mo and the Seahawks pulls that out, uh, possibly the Cardinals pulling out a wild card, and then you have the Bears over in the north. Um, the Vikings have kind of had an up and down. They they seem like they figure it out and then they don't, and they kind of figure it out again. Uh, but uh, the Bears have been more consistent, so we're going to go with the Bears in the north. And, no, the Packers will not have a chance <laughs> of tuning in. Um, 
And then you have the NFC South. Uh, the Falcons right now are, are the only undefeated team in uh, in the league right now, and he just seems to just be kind of trucking along. Uh, I think he's the highest uh, points per game production in the league right now, I think with 29 or 30-something points per game. Uh, and he's just been playing lights out. But the Saints and the Panthers are both uh, riding, riding his pocket. And, you know, if something happens and – he gets a couple of losses, and we may have something. But I, I do think the other wild card is going to be coming out of the South, and and I'm looking at the Saints uh, making that push. And then we'll move over to the AFC. Uh, start off with the AFC East. Uh, we have the Jets. Just figured out some things this season, and he's been really trucking, trucking along. He's at. I've watched a couple of his games and stuff, and he's just he's playing phenomenal uh, football on both sides of the ball and and he's always been a good uh cornerback user and stuff and 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 the thing that i played to him before uh he can nearly shut down one side of the field playing the cornerback on that side so it kind of limits what what you have to look at uh when you play him and stuff so i definitely think he's going to pull this out uh i i don't see anybody else challenging uh that position they may uh, could get into a Wild card, but I believe that's uh, class division. And then we're going to go to the AFC West. This has been a very tough division. Uh, Chargers, Raiders, and my Chiefs. Uh, every game that we've played has been uh, against each other, has been just like within a touchdown, field goal type of game. And, and a couple of slip-ups from my team. Uh, my team right now, it, it's really young, and uh, it, there is that uh, – that vulnerability to possibly uh, lose some things down, uh, you know, lose some games down the stretch just from uh, the youth movement that we got going on with the Chiefs. And I, I would say look for the Raiders possibly to push for that uh, that division if the Chiefs happen to fail there. Um, then moving on to the North, uh, the Bengals. Um, the this one is uh, I don't know it, the Browns and K. Uh, uh, I guess like three or four weeks ago was looking, I mean, phenomenal. I, I thought he was really going to possibly be uh, someone to come out of this division and actually get his first. And it just kind of fell off. Uh, I think three games there in a row, he's, he's fell short and it close games, uh, but uh, he just can't seem to, to finish out those big, those big time games and stuff. And, and of course, you know, we got that position for a while. And, uh, but it's going to, I think, I still want to say that Chaotic has a chance, but I, I got to go with the, I got to go with the, the seasoned veteran that has uh, won that division more than, than not and go with Cincy. And the AFC South, this is probably the most surprising out of all the divisions uh, right now, seeing the Titans there at number one and seeing Dwayne's Coats with four losses. I don't think he had four losses. And, and all the seasons combined leading into this yeah. <laughs> this season, so that that's a that's a big shocker. And then you got uh, Brady. You know, you don't don't hear nothing out of Brady. You know, at all. But you know, there there he is. He's like basically one game back uh, out of first place there. So look for the South possibly uh, to throw out uh, two uh, wild card uh, teams out of the South, and and that should make for an interesting uh, playoff. Yeah, I, I, 
I think it, it's interesting to me that in the AFC, there's like half a game to one game that separates the number one seed to the number six seed. Uh, and over in the NFC, from three to six, they're all tied or, or one game back. And so uh, this is as close to parity as we've had in a very long time. And um, it should make for a really interesting playoff race. I, I think that the ones that you see in the AFC right now, <clears throat> those six teams are going to make it. And I think over in the NFC, uh, I think the Panthers are going to make it and the Saints are going to not make it. Uh, and I think that everyone else just has a little bit too large of a hole to try to dig out of. Um, but that's I think what you see is what you get, and that's basically how they're going to play out <clears throat> with maybe some shakeup in the AFC uh, as far as seeding goes. Which kind of brings me to uh, where we are right now, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna jump into it real ugly and um, and rip this bandaid off. I don't think Bloop is going to be able to um, to join us. He's going to keep messing with stuff, and, and if he's able to figure it out, he'll join us. But if not, we'll make sure that we have him on uh, one of the future shows. <clears throat> so, you know, Maniac is uh, is the, the research guy here. He, he does all the, the research on uh, uh, when updates come out and all that fun stuff, so maybe he could, he could help me with the timeline a little bit. But um, this past, you know, five days or so, I think, um, maybe a little longer than that. There was a, a mad update uh, that came out, uh, which is unique in, I think, a lot of ways. Normally don't have updates that come out this late, um, you know, and it's understandable why uh, they've... Go ahead. Right. No, no, I was just, I was just agreeing. Yeah, it, you know, it's um, because it, it, to me it, it makes sense, right, because they've moved on to the next year's game, right, and they've got to really... There's only so much resources manpower that you can spread around i know that we you know all would love to think that um what the heck is playing I don't know, i'm trying to figure out i can hear stuff there it goes i can finally turn it off um it was twitch i guess we're hosting somebody on twitch um <clears throat> but uh, you know usually resources are not they're finite and you know resources normally need to go to the new game but anyway uh, be as it may, uh, a new update has come out that has really dramatically changed some stuff. I didn't feel it the second it came out, and uh, I had a game against, oh, I don't even remember who it was against, but my next two games against the Falcons and against the Panthers this week, the game does feel completely different, um, and in my opinion, not in a, in a good way. Um, so here's here's where we are, right? We Dawson has decided to leave the league, um, unfortunately, and I know that he was on the fence uh, last year or uh, last season, and and did technically quit for like 24 hours, and and our buddy D Wayne was able to talk him into staying, um, but it speaks to the same problem that we had last year, and that's people just really hate this game <laughs> uh, I was in this bucket last year I, I had to force myself to hang on for Madden 19 because I loathed every second of Madden 18 and some loved it um, and I think we have the exact same thing going on with Madden 19 and it is that time of the year where you got to really enjoy Madden to be playing right now because football season's over uh, people are wanting to play other games, and, and the good thing here is we, we're not just Madden. We do have other games, and that's helped, right. but people are tired. 
um, and people were super frustrated. Uh, Maniac I could speak to this better than I can because I, I don't pay attention to mutt guys, but these competition guys, these mutt guys, they're all over uh, Twitter. You know, they are they they are hating these new updates um, in, in a variety of different ways that it has kind of changed the game. And that's the bad thing about patches, right? Everybody wants patches, but the more patches, I think from a technical guy, guy who is a developer, for every patch, for every issue that they patch and fix, they actually cause two more issues to, to come to the surface. And so every time we ask for a patch, they're actually creating more issues than what would have been there had we not gotten a patch. And so it's really a catch-22 that these developers have to figure out um, and look, EA is what EA is, and, and uh, you know, they're a massive corporation, and these developers and these people who uh, you know, are on Twitter and, and kind of have to get the brunt of the, the blowback are not the ones that are making decisions. And that's why MUT is a thing, and I hear guys that have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on Madden, and I can't even wrap my brain around that. Um, right. But it's a thing. Whereas those of us who play CFM, we pay 60 bucks one time and then we move on with our lives. So we're just kind of a one-time thing. But these mutt people are making them tens of thousands upon millions of dollars um, on a pretty regular basis. So uh, so Dawson uh, decided to step away <clears throat> and um, others uh, have kind of come to me that they're on the verge of, of stepping away um, and to be honest, I think the negativity has just been building for months now. Um, and to, for me, as the leader of all of this, it, it really kind of came to a head. I'm super tired. We've been moving for what feels like a month. And we had 14 people in my new home for five days. And it was Mardi Gras. And uh, then it was right, right back at work on Wednesday. And <clears throat> so... I'm probably not uh, in the best headspace just from being fatigued. And then you mix that in with a really bad update that I feel like has made this game light years worse than what it was out of the box. And mix in negativity and then mix up in a pretty big name such as Dawson leaving and then others that um, have been, you know, quote unquote, threatening to leave for quite some time. I really... Uh, we, we got really close um, <clears throat> to shutting the doors. Uh, I messaged Pootie T, somebody that I trust. I messaged D. Wayne, somebody that I trust, uh, and, and let them both know that I was going to... And we're not out of the woods yet. I haven't made my decision. Um, I am going to take the rest of this weekend to really analyze where where are we and what do we need to do to, to make it because... Um, I don't think that I'm wrong in saying that this is just the tip of the iceberg and it's not going to magically get better because Nate did a podcast and, and just was trying to uh, being open and honest. It, like that's not going to fix the issues. It may fix the issues for a week or two, but all of these things, like it's not going to fix this bad patch. It's not going to fix um, negative owners. It's not going to fix flaws it's not going to fix the same old same old owners who always have the same crappy fpr that i have to constantly deal like those things aren't going to go away because i did a podcast right and so 
I really have to spend some time thinking like, do I have it in me, um, you know, after 20 years of doing this to <clears throat> buckle in for the rest of the summer and, and drag people across because we had to do that last summer and we ended up shutting down a couple weeks early. I think it worked out to where like the season ended and there wasn't enough time to do another season. So it gave everybody a break. Um, so it, it kind of timing wise, it worked out, but, um, like last year was a struggle to get me across much less other people who were not happy with the game. And it just seems like <clears throat> this is pretty early. It's only March and we still have March, <laughs> April, May, June, and July. Like that's a long freaking time to drag people across. And, um, so that's where we're at. Uh, you know, I'm going to let you guys kind of give your thoughts. I know that you both have very passionate thoughts. Um, but you know, I'm going to be honest with the community. Um, this last patch, this last negativity, all of this may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, I am leaning towards sucking it up and figuring this out and making some decisions that um, will help put people in a better place for themselves so that hopefully they can be uh, just like, you know, better for the community as a whole. Um, but, you know, losing Dawson was a pretty big piece to lose. Um, he did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff here that um, I'm tapped. Like I, I'm giving all I can give and, and being over FPR and taking care of incentives every year and award shows and podcasts and doing the WWG or the, um, the GFW um, and then just trying to play, like, shooters because I enjoyed doing that. Like, that's... That's got me pretty much stretched thin, and then I, I picked up the side gig where I'm, I'm working with uh, three of the largest wrestling podcasts out there and, and doing some graphics and audio stuff for them. And so, like, I'm tapped. And um, to ask board members who are already doing a ton to do more is going to be tough. And to pull guys from other leagues, you know, uh, the OMFL2 uses some guys that – we could use but then who's going to help them and so like it just has a round robin effect and i guess the biggest effect is that we got five more months of this game <laughs> that's a long freaking time five more months uh and to have guys like standing over the edge hanging over the edge with one finger left on the rail with five months left to go uh and this patch being as bad as it is Man, um, I don't know if I can do that. I got to be totally honest. Uh, I want to do it because I love the guys here. I love you guys. I, I love the community that we built. I think that, you know, they're, they're like operation sports and they're like other much, much larger venues. But to me, there are no very unique PlayStation only gaming only venues like us that has a, a real community and camaraderie that we've built here. Um, and I know that others have, have offered of like shutting down the OMFL until Madden 19. That's, that's just not going to be a thing. Um, to me, that doesn't solve any problems. It, it honestly just creates more problems when you go to kickstart it back up in the, in the new Madden. And so, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm leaning towards we're not going to shut down. We're going to keep trucking. So many guys have messaged me uh, on the side uh, when they seen that Dawson left just like – you know 
saying that they appreciate this place and it's a place that they can unplug from and it's it's like kind of their safe zone that they can go to and i can appreciate that and that's why i wanted to create this place um you know d wayne's kind of my uh my young energy guy that you know is just so positive about everything and when my old tail gets kind of disappointed in how things are going he he has a way of uh helping me kind of look at it from a different perspective but you know, on Wednesday of this past week, I was very close from from just shutting the entire community down, and, or at least handing it off to other people, and just kind of walking away myself. And uh, I kept myself from doing that because of the respect that I have for so many other people who do find this as an escape. And honestly, it's my escape too. And so I just don't um, I don't know how we're going to make five more months uh, with the game as bad as it is. I do think that they'll patch it again. I think the outcry from the community is too large for them not to. Um, But my last two games against the Falcons and Panthers um, were some of the most unenjoyable hour and a half that I could ever spend in my life. And so I I get why Dawson, you know, has decided he can no longer do it. Look, I don't want to call out names, but like Pepper, right, he's voiced his concerns. I know, Maniac, you've had moments where the game has frustrated you. D. Wayne, I know you were having some moments this week, and like this game gets to us all. And, and man, this yeah, this last patch is bad. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I don't, I don't like grab. You guys know me. I don't grab pitchforks and go on Twitter. Like I don't do that stuff. But man, this patch is really bad, and I, it's completely changed my team and. Um, it's completely changed the way I gave up 14 sacks in two games. Um, you know, freaking, uh, I got quarterbacks running over defensive tackles. It's it just like, it, this isn't fun. And I don't even know how to fix it. Like, you know what I mean? Like maniac and I literally, and that's another thing, right? Like, God, I'm going on a rant here. So I think part of my frustrations was, um, Many people are pretty, and have been for weeks, pretty perturbed with holding of L1. And L1 is a tool that only works in CFM. It's a tool that I find useful for owners since we've, you know, uh, allowed for more. God, all these things are connected. And I'm like, I need to talk about that first. So here's the first thing that we all had to approach, right? It was it was defensive in, defensive tackle overpowering. And Maniac and I literally put in more hours than I want to admit to into testing that stuff. Um, and I think the stats back me up. We found the settings that match the NFL. Look at our sack numbers. Look at our yardage totals. Look at our percentage and go look at the NFL. They almost mirror each other f- like from year to year. Like, But I get it, right? Like guys were so used to just playing defensive end and getting – like I remember playing Madden 18. I was getting 32 sacks with a defensive tackle pressing one button, right? Like we were so used to that that when this Madden became super overpowered and we did something, people reacted negatively. And and some people still haven't got over that, right? I think it forced people's gameplay to be better, right? They had to, their skill set had to grow because they had to learn another position. Well, L1 helped assist in that. Well, the problem is, is that L1, I don't know what the, I don't know the pivot point from when it really happens a lot to where it doesn't happen that often. But there is a pivot point where once you hit a certain amount of awareness or play recognition or overall 
that if you hold L1 on your safety at the snap on a, a running play, that safety's crashing full speed. Well, that became a problem, and some guys have done nothing but complain, complain, complain. I, this is not a shot at Dawson. He knows I love him, but he was one of the bigger cheerleaders for the L1 crashing issue that it was causing. So I just sent out a message just like, hey, we're going to have to look at this. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to figure out some kind of way. And I've already got a zillion ideas in my head that we can kind of give and take, you know, give something back, but, you know, take something. I don't know. Like there's a zillion different ways we can approach it, but like this is an issue that we're going to have to at least think about. And you wouldn't believe the blowback I got. Literally three guys immediately messaged me. And said, I'm quitting if you don't allow us to use L1. You've handicapped it. You've made all these rules to handicap defense. You only listen to a handful of guys. Like, if you guys only knew that kind of crap that I have to deal with every day that I open my Discord, along with a terrible patch, along with there's five more months to play, along with a very key core board member that quit, uh, it it makes it feel like an insurmountable thing to overcome, um, which is why, like I had to say, like this may be a real thing and we, this may be it for me. Um, <clears throat> again, I'm gonna take the rest of the weekend, really rest, talk to D Wayne, talk to others that I trust here, my board, and really kind of come up with some different plans of attacks. I don't think that we will close. Um, too many people have said how important this place is. I know, what we've built is very unique and you can't find this in many areas. And so I don't want to take that away. Um, but th this is where we really are, right? This is the real landscape. And um, I really don't know where to go from here because I don't know that sliders and, and like manual stuff that we could do on our end is going to fix some of these issues that we kind of have here. kind of leaving it open because I quit ranting. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dwayne. Um, yeah, I, I think one key thing you said and all that was just negativity. And I think that a lot of negativity gets directed at people who, whose fault it's not. Um, just like the, you know, the, the patch and stuff like that. And I've been one, I, I've kind of, I've been really annoyed with some of the patch, really annoyed. Um, but I don't, I'm kind of like you, what you just said. I don't think there's any, the stuff that's wrong, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. I just, I think it's going to be part of the process from here on out, unless they repatch it, which I think they've had like two patches since then that they just didn't do anything about it, you know, yet. Um, but I, I think negativity is a big thing, especially this early. I mean, you know, I can see the last season, you know, I think we all ran that last two cycles we've been through the last, the last season or so usually kind of drags on. Uh, people are ready for the next man. People are kind of ready for a break. Um, but I also think guys got to – I don't know how to say it. Um, the net – I guess you say individual negativity just kind of all adds up. And usually – I know there's some of us. I kind of back some. Um, you know, Dawson wasn't one. He, he, he soaked up more than he probably needed to on negativity. Um, just he just let it get to him more than it gets to me. And I know Nate that you, I mean, it all just knocks on your door. And and, and I'm sure Maniac hears it from people and Bill and Colin. Uh, everybody that's on the board hears it. 
Um, and there's nothing worse than seeing a game being played and having a owner who we've told specifically, you know, many times to stay out of the chat while they're in their game and just bash and bash and bash and bash during the game. Um, it it's doesn't look good. It's frustrating. It's it's not doing any good. You're not you're not helping anything. I wish that I could blow up the chat and talk crap and then I start winning, but I don't think that's ever happened for anyone. Um, I don't know. I like. I think you said it all. I think negativity is where this starts off. Uh, I think that guys need to realize there's not a lot we can do with this patch. We can't. I mean, I, slider wise, I was kind of thinking about the other day. I haven't talked to anybody other than Dawson. I, I don't know slider wise if there's a lot that can be done with this. No. Um, especially, and I know, I, I don't. I ain't talked to Nate specific about it, but I know Maniac. We've talked about you know the Hercules thing, uh, running back thing that everybody's kind of mentioned, and. I just think I almost just think it's going to be part of the process unless they take. I don't know how you can scale back running backs falling forward all the time. Um, now, I know Nate was talking about quarterbacks running over defensive tackles. Uh, that is very frustrating. I've been on the receiving end of that. My quarterback falling forward twelve yards over a defensive tackle. Uh, it was a good feeling when it's, you're the one falling forward, but there's nothing more frustrating when you're on the receiving end of that. Um, I think as a whole, a community just needs to be. I'm trying to look for the like the the, I guess you the, the anonym of, of, negativity. I, I guess positive. We just all need to be a little more positive. Like I said, because I think the negativity mounts and mounts and mounts and mounts, and that's what it's been doing. Um, and and just like you said, I I don't know who, and I'm not going to ask who knocked down your door when you talked about L1 if they're going to quit. And ultimatums like that are never good. Um, they should honestly never be used in the in the group community like this. I think everybody has a voice here. The newest people to to Nate, anywhere in between Nate is he listened to me when I wasn't a board member, when I was the guy that he was putting in the FPR because you know, I was moving linemen. That's manually. that's a whole nother conversation that um, that when that was brought up and and I, you know, I tried to have that conversation with that person like. Uh, Look, it's it's part of it. So, like, I'm even talking myself out of it as I, I want to go on a rant. Like, it's part of being the leader. It's part of being the guy um, that, quote-unquote, makes all the decisions that if people only knew how many decisions I actually don't make because uh, other people have asked me not to make them. Um, I, I feel like, look, I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm, I'm one of the most selfless leaders uh, that people will find. And uh, I try to really keep the community in the forefront and, and to be told, right, like I have um, crafted this lead to fit and listen to just a handful of people. That was, that's a tough one to swallow, right? And, right? and then you hear these conversations, well, other people say this too and blah, 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 such and such talked to me and said this to me and they won't tell you that. Like, I just, uh, man, I don't like playing those games and um, that's not the kind of community I wanted to build here. And um, it's just not right. It, it's just not correct, and, and the information is is uh, is not is not correct and not accurate. Let's just let's just throw this out there. This is this is pretty plain and simple. We're all grown ass men and women. If there's any women here, I don't want to. You know, if there's any undercover. <laughs> not in OMFL, we don't. Okay, just making sure I don't want to leave anybody out. But we are grown people here in this grown folks community. I know we were kind of funny. I don't know if we've ever let anybody under 18 in here, uh, but we're all grown. Um, I'm sure some of these guys, I hope y'all don't handle your daily lives the way we see stuff handled here. Um, 
or in the workplace. I'll tell you what, if I went to my boss and told me if it didn't go like this, that I'm leaving, he'd have booted <laughs> my ass out the gate so fast. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have as much to rant on. I mean, I do try to listen. You know, I always, you know, I always said I tried to be a uh, absorbent for Nate. I try, I do try to take some criticism away from him. I know it mounts. Uh, that's why I don't know if I could ever do Nate's job. I don't have the the thick skin enough. To, I do let it roll off, but rolling off sometimes is not a good thing. Some things do need to be addressed. Um, I just think positivity go a long way here. I think guys need to see this because if you. Know, I speak from my experience. I played in leagues before, not really leagues, but played in like with my friends, played online and stuff like that. And the OMFL was light years above. And I'm sure Maniac, and I don't know about, I'm, I think Nate's been, of course, this league forever. Um, not much compares to this league. Um, that's, that's why there's a line of people trying to play in this league. And I don't think people should take for granted all the work that gets put into this. Now, and I speak from this, I didn't put all the work in on the sliders like, Nate and Maniac did. They played hours and hours and hours of stuff that it just gives me a headache just thinking about it. And so I don't think guys should take lightly when they think stuff's influenced this way or stuff's influenced that way. Um, a lot of time and effort was put in to do this. And like you said, people have lives and you, Nate has a job, Maniac has a job. Uh, they come home on their free time and try to make this game as enjoyable as they can. I, I think it's it's a, it's a kind of a it's not it's not kind of it is a very slight disrespectful to take shots at you know I don't think neither one of these two are trying to make this game uh, better for them when I say better for them I don't think Maniac or Nate made the slider so that they could win more games or <laughs> no. uh, and um, I, I just don't think it's like that and I don't think they've influenced it towards anybody else to win more games. Uh, I mean, if, if so, then then y'all should be talking to Mo about what sliders we influenced to him. Sorry, Mo, I'm just going <laughs> to take a shot at you. Uh, but I'll let Maniac kind of get him. We'll give me another cup of coffee and another Tylenol. So. Yeah, I, I'll, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that, that I, I agree with you guys and stuff. And, and I, I just want to come out and say that uh, I have been very negative about the game and, and a lot in the past and stuff. And, and I want to apologize to Nate and the community and stuff because I know I am, I have in in the past that I have not been very tactful a lot of times at, at what what I say, and uh, but I have made a a really in the last uh, especially this this Madden. Now I I won't say that I have never complained about this Madden, but <laughs> I really <laughs> I have really tried to change my mindset because. I started noticing one thing, being negative all the time, going into a game, it was just, I mean, I was setting myself up already to fail because, well, this ain't going to work. That ain't going to work, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, already you you set yourself up to get even more worked up over the game and stuff. And I've just, and I, I know I, I've got a winning record and guys are going to say, well, it's because you're winning. No, uh, it's not that. Uh, it's just... It's a personal choice, and, and I see it now. The time that I decided that I was going to just enjoy the game, no no matter if it's falling apart, just enjoy the game because guess what? This this is a community. I get to play against some of the the best Madden players, but also some of the best guys that uh, a community could ask for. And we get to share, share the moment of 60 minutes or whatever together, 
play a game against someone that plays with like minus like like minded like you do, and and enjoy the game. Now we can't control what happens with the game. I know Madden has its own thing sometimes, and just the game falls apart. But since I have just really laid back and said, you know what, let's just really enjoy this game. The game has been more. Now I know this game and the the new update. I just posted on Twitter to to Madden and and I think grown folks was tied to it and stuff. But uh, you know, I think the idea behind the update was good. I don't think they flushed it out. I mean, you can like it in the same breath and hate it in the same breath. But I, I do know that they're trying to put a a patch in. And th- and this is from a guy. I've been a game changer, so I understand how some of the processes work because I've, I've actually been behind the scenes. When they put in for a patch, they had to put in so many days beforehand. And so if something goes in and gets broken, they have to okay with Sony and Xbox. And, and it's almost like a month uh, uh, a month process yeah. that it has to go through. And so when they probably put this out, they probably knew that it was going to be overpowered and broken. And so, but when they actually get it through, get it approved, then they have to go back and say, okay, well, we're going to put in this next patch that's going to probably fix this, or they're hoping it's going to fix it. Uh, and it's, you know, it has to go through a process. And, and I, I know, uh, I mean, the game is, it, it's crazy. Uh, I think before, a lot of times, the game didn't react to like a big running back like it should have. You know, I think smaller cornerbacks, they should run over them. Uh, and a lot of times it, you could see where they didn't get run over. You yeah. know, the, the cornerback would, would stop him dead on. And I think that was what maybe they were kind of working towards, but they they, they just kind of dumbled it all up. I mean, because, you yeah. know, you got you got a 180-pound running back running over a 300-pound defensive tackle five, six yards, you know, yeah. every pop. Uh, but with with that it's it's a game and if you really enjoy being part of the community you got to change your mindset and and Nate you you are the best commish uh the best person I have ever met for just being uh but also competitive and I have never like one person side even even if it's me uh a game changer. I come up to you and I tell you something, and you don't just like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change it right then and there. You bring it before the board. You you get everybody involved, and it's not just a slap of the the wrist and oh it's it's going. This is what's gonna take it. There is a process with it. It's not just to benefit this one and that one. Um, and and I've seen you. You know, if the board is confused, you'll step in and say, okay guys, I've got to make a choice because you know yeah. we're we're split down the middle, you know, so that, then that's the only time that I've seen, you know, you have to make that, but you're, you don't want to because, you know, hey, you want this to be democratic, you know, it's, yeah. it's all across the board. And I appreciate that because I, I have been in so many leagues where it's just been uh, a dictator that dictates how the game's played. And, and most of the time in those, it's the commission that's winning every <laughs> game. Yeah, they ain't so, here. <laughs> and but you're battling. I mean, I, I've seen you play with a team that's two and and fourteen, 
and then I've also seen you win, you know, but it's not, it's not that you're, you're making this for you. You, you see the bigger picture. You want to make this a place for everybody. And, and I can't say thank you enough. I, I really do appreciate that. And, and look, I, you know, people have messaged me this week and, and guys are always super kind and crazy goes out of his way and Mo and uh, others go out of their way to say really nice things. And, <clears throat> you know, just because I think I, I, for my own conscience, I don't want people to feel like I'm fishing. So if you've watched the podcast or are watching the podcast, please don't send me, you know, this super long kind message. I get it. I get the people, this isn't about me. I get the people like me and, and that's a good thing. Like I, I want people to like me. I try to make people like me. I, that's who I am as a person. Like I, I want this to be a place where people enjoy the, the leader and, and understand that the way I view leadership in this community is not that I'm the dictator that gets to decide how things go, but instead like, like just being the leader just means that I'm the one who puts in the most work. And I do that on purpose because I want people to enjoy <clears throat> this place. Um, I, I want to touch on one thing that D. Wayne said that I think has built into this frustration. And then Smash linked me a video. May Maniac, maybe you've seen this video that came out from uh, 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 Eric Rayweather. Um, can't yes. remember his, his name all of a sudden. Um, he put out a video about a possible new update. So maybe we'll watch that and just a little live reaction and then we'll put our closing thoughts. Um, so the thing I want to touch on before we watch the video, um, a couple of things. So I think that one of the, one of the things that we'll try to add to the podcast, it may not always work cause it's really a lot of work to do, but if, if we can make it work, um, one of the big issues has been FPR. So maybe we add an FPR section to every podcast i know that when we've done the fpr only podcast and shown video and talked about it like people really enjoy those um but fpr this year has been really rough and it normally gets this way about this time of the year because guys have figured out how to win in this game right they have figured out okay i need to build my team this specific way and i need to call these specific plays with these specific players and if i you know rinse and repeat um, you know, the same formula that D. Wayne uses, that Mo uses, then I'll be able to win at the game. And if I build my players the same way that, you know, Team A builds his players and I use the same strategy, then I'll get the same results, whether it's focus training the same position group every week or whatever it is, right? Like, they're, all the strategies are out of the box. And the game is what it is. And like every game, whether it's freaking Mario or freaking... PUBG to any game like after the game's been out for a while we all have figured out all the things it's one of the things I love and hate about Maniac all the exact same time <laughs> is he finds these stupid YouTube videos and I love him for it because I know that he's just trying to like show us possible things and like he really is doing it but at the same time I'm like god darn it why you got to bring all this stuff to my attention like this is more crap that other people are going to go find but like maniac's the only person on youtube finding this crap um but it's it's like everything's out of the box there's there's no the cat's out of the bag and the game is what it is and so everybody starts to play a very specific way and so here in the omfl for the last four or five games majority of the game all i'm seeing is twin wide receiver runs are two tight end offenses, right? Because those things, for whatever reason, are extremely successful. 
I've also seen a lot of stacking the box and things that we've talked about a zillion times. And this is the part of what D. Wayne mentioned that I want to bring back up, and it's that telling owners the same thing over and 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 it's like really like why do we have to continue to have this conversation um and there are owners here i i I hope i don't upset Dwayne on this but i'm gonna throw this out there um cincy berg (laughs) right it's not been a secret cincy berg has been one of those owners that have, have been painted with a pretty broad stroke in his own he's done it to himself right he's he has created this aura about himself and his gameplay. But I have seen since he have adult human conversations with me asking about film and breaking down things that the league says he was doing, and I have seen him change. I personally have seen it for the last two seasons. Others here do not. Others here hate playing him. Others here have threatened to quit because they play him. Others here will never be happy until the day that I finally boot him. I mean, that is just plain and simple. And that has kind of driven me really insane. And to the, to the, yeah, to the place where I, you know, it, it's put me in this head space of like, let's just shut this all down. Um, but even D. Wayne messaged me after losing to Cincyberg in the playoffs last season and said it was one of the cleanest games I've ever had here. Like, so even when guys are improving and doing better, some people just have their mind made up. But I also get a little bit of why that happens, and that's because we may do 95% of the game pure FPR, but in two minutes to go down by three, I'm going six straight post routes. Like that, I can't even wrap my brain around why you would do that, right? I've played guys recently where you know, four straight blitzes, uh, all-out blitzes every first down, um, stack in the box every first down, stack in the box 75% of the game. It's not like we've been talking about this for two days. We've been talking about this for three, four months. Like it's... Stacking the box is not even hard to fix. A, it's probably because you've called cover three or cover one. That's usually the only time it's going to auto-stack the box. Those are usually, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure those are the only two plays. And not all cover one and cover three. So don't, because I get those PMs too. I don't have time to argue with you and debate with you about what cover ones and what cover threes. You know what the hell I'm talking about, okay? So stop... God, that's such a waste of my energy that I just don't, it, it just is, right? Like guys want to sit there and, well, I call cover one robber. What? I'm not freaking talking about that, idiot. Talking about the other ones that you call that stack the box. Like, come on, like, why are you doing this? Like, why, why am I having to defend the rules here? Like, it's pretty straightforward. Our rules are not confusing. But anyway, like, it's you know stacking the box is still an issue right and and doing the excessive things over and over is still an issue and you talk to the same guys over and over and it's the same guys who i gotta watch the same film on like it's not all of a sudden i'm watching film on 
Dwayne, all right? That never happens, but it's the same freaking handful of five guys that every freaking summer, I'm, I'm, every season, I'm going to have to watch six of their films, and I'm going to have to you know, put them in the warning system. I'm going to have to debate with them for three hours about what they're doing. Like, it just drains you, man. And, and for those of you who are thinking, well, don't be a commish, well, no, then you just need to go find another place to play because you clearly don't have the attitude that I want here. Um, and both of you are completely right. Um, the negativity here has been terrible. And, uh, and that's why I create the Sportsmanship Award and the Sportsmanship Vote because I want to show guys, hey, this is what the rest of the league thinks about you. And they think you actually have a pretty crappy attitude you probably should work on it. But, like, I feel like I got to treat us like children. Like, okay, I'm going to boot you now because you can't stop chatting during games. Like, that, like, that's not even hard. Like, turn your phone off, put your phone in the other room, close the laptop, and go play Madden. And then when you get so pissed off you can't think, go to bed. I, go drink. Go play pool. <laughs> go shoot somebody in PUBG. That's what I do. Like, I don't care. I, I don't know, man. I just, I hope I'm making sense. I, I know I'm being a little bit of a titty baby tonight, but like, no. these are the kind of things that after 20 years, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not making money on this, guys. Like, there's no, it's not like I got this fat pile of cash over in the corner and I'm spending these hours away from my wife and my family who, uh, so you can get a peek into my life, went to bed pissed off at me because I'm doing a podcast at 10 o'clock at night when she wanted to spend some time together. So, hint, hint, this is the things I do for free. Like, for free I do this stuff. And, and, and when I have to debate with an owner for three hours over what cover three you call because you can't stop stacking the box. When I show somebody, because you guys know I use coach's glass, when I show you that in 65% of my offense, you played zone for 70% of the game and you want to debate with me that the rule says 70% and under is okay. Like I, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't have that in me anymore. And, and, and I do, I, I, I get in chat and it's never about the podcast was great, right? We'll see three of the podcast was great messages, and then we'll get 55 messages about how broken this game is, how much I hate this game. Uh, everyone's a cheeser. I'm going to retire. I should quit. Like, Then just do it already. Like, honestly, just do it then. I can promise you one thing. I'm not threatening anymore. Like, it, if it gets to this place where I just I'm in this headspace, I'm just going to walk away, man. And I'm going to feel really crappy about it. And three days after, I'm going to regret it. And I may come back begging, but, like, I'm just tired of, like, I don't want to be like the guys that I'm talking about and, and, and you know, threaten. Um, and, and the thing is that when we had this, Kevin has been such a, a great addition to the board. Um, but he's right. Like, 80% of people here have great FPR play their games, schedule on time, don't cause Bill to have an aneurysm in his brain, <laughs> don't cause any issues, or good dudes who produce content, who support what we're doing here, who give money, but that other 20% is so loud and so negative, and I'm so sick of watching that 20%'s film and debating with you on the side. It's, yeah, it has just completely, completely drained me, man, and... That's not what this community is supposed to be about. Uh, and so, 
yeah, that's where we are. Let's let's watch this film and we'll just kind of get some live reaction. Um, we'll see how high it is. I'll make sure that everybody can hear. David Irving, huh? Can you guys hear that? Yeah, that's funny. Here, let me pop it up like this. We have a new update that is on the way very quickly. I'm gonna go over why the updates. I'm assuming this guy is a game changer. Yes, he is. Yeah. Normally with these title updates, you know we get about one a month. We got uh, two within the span of a, you know, a week at the end of February. But one of you know the bigger updates kind of broke the game in terms of the fall forward bug. And I've been getting <laughs> asked probably 10 to 20 times a day on random videos on the channel. You know, is the bug fixed yet? You know, is, the, uh, is there an update coming? Because a lot of people don't want to play the game right now with this bug. If you don't know what the bug is, I'll just briefly tell you really quickly. So... When you're running the ball, yeah, watching no this gameplay makes me want to vomit. Most tackles really <laughs> I mean, look at this stuff. You, you think FPR like, is bad here at times? Look at um, what we're watching right now. This is like even if you were to run like a QB sneak from goal line, and your QB gets hit at the line of scrimmage, he's gonna truck forward for like four to five yards, literally every single like time. Like that one right there. There's at least a way to stop yeah. that. But overall, players are just falling forward almost every time they're tackled, which is, you know, giving people first downs in situations where they shouldn't get first downs. It's giving them, you know, touchdowns. It could be a fourth and goal from the one or two. When you stop a guy, you hit him as he's in Sorry, the backfield. Sorry, I just seen the quarterback drop 20 yards yards, scores a touchdown. <laughs> so EA did put out uh, something on this. Prelo uh, late last night or maybe during the day said, that we wanted to give familiar. you all a quick update on the fall forward bug that players have been experiencing since Ricky the February title well. update. This yeah. is a top priority for the team, and we're actively working on a fix for the problem. We are targeting is this an all-time Saints team? I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, it's got Ryan Shazier on it. So, so basically, it's a mutt team. Week, when, when I see Evidently, a, a mutt team from New Orleans because the name is 504. That's a New Orleans area code. Fixed, but not only that, this probably will have some other fixes as well because they. I actually think that may be really his personal. Oh, okay. The game. I think and he is from New Orleans. Oh, I didn't know that. February, that was the last update. They didn't Falling do any forward, patches or title updates for the rest of the year. And a lot of people that still play the game complained about that. They felt that they kind of like EA kind of turned their back on the players because there was still a lot of bugs in the game that needed to be addressed. So. While I'm not the biggest on title updates because they tend to break the game as this last one did, I, I definitely at least admire that they're not leaving us with it all year and they're trying to uh, fix things And because there still are a lot of people that are playing the game. So some other things you might be able to expect is more desync uh fixes because there's tons of ways for the game to desync and one of the Does he say when this is supposed to be coming out? They fixed two of those issues, but there's a wide uh, number of remember. desync issues in the game, so I would expect with this update to also oh, you, broke have, up. you know maybe some more desync fixes. Uh, the aggressive catches I'm, I'm watching the stream uh, as right. I'm They're still overpowered. Um, definitely not I think I think he be, said so something else uh, says if I remember right somewhere in the middle of this month possibly I think is because the more they tried to tune it and tune down the aggressive catches and double and triple coverage, which should not be successful very often. It's it just it, it will worse, uh, depend upon you know how fast EA so got it out to yeah. uh, looking to patch. And Verify. yeah, that's basically all the news for today. Kind of just a short, quick video. Wanted to get that information mm -hmm. out because I just keep getting asked every day about the fall forward bug. So it, the fix is coming. Expect it next week. At least that's what they're saying. Oh, right next now. week. He just said it again. Um, so there you have it. Little quick video from. Uh, 
uh, what the hell is his name? Eric Rayweather. That's it. Um, he's saying that the bug fix is going to be coming out next week. So we'll see. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know, guys. Um, I just know that I've been brutally honest about where I am. Like, I, like I'm not even mad about anything. Um, I'm disappointed in some stuff. I've definitely seen some things uh, recently. Um, here's my... <laughs> I'm gonna make myself rain again. I don't want to do that, man. Uh, Let it go. I had a conversation <laughs> with an owner uh, in the past month where uh, they did a spin move on a toss the second that the running back touched the ball. So it was a toss, but my defensive end blew up the tackle, was in the backfield, and the second that the running back touched the ball, he hits spin move, which, as we know in this game, you know, makes people, Madden players' brains melt, and he took it for a touchdown. Um, and so I messaged him and said, that's the exact thing we don't want here. That was super lame. Let's try to avoid that. And the response was, people do it all the time. Oh, boy. Can I just tell, can I just be honest? Like, that immediately, like, I, I'm never going to be a, I shouldn't say that because somebody's going to test that theory. I'm, I try really hard to never be a guy that just boots people without, you know, following our procedures. I think I've done it once where the guy was so bad. I was like, oh, you got to. I actually was like, you got to go right now. Um, but that made me want to thank that owner for his time and energy here and say uh, good luck finding an another place that this won't be a place for you because that's just not that not the I don't know maybe I I too sim, I'm too simplistic um that's just who I am in life I'm really simple this game is is not confusing to know what is arcadish and video gameish and what is allowable and in and, and should be good FPR spinning on a toss the second you touch the ball I don't even know how somebody can argue that, right? And the fact that I have to argue those things uh, drives me really, really insane. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Again, I think even thinking out loud with you guys, uh, I don't see us shutting down. Um, but we definitely got to figure some things out. And after this season's over... I'm going to spend some time with, with people that I trust here to figure out how do we fix some of the things that are, are here. Um, and for those of you that are in the OMFL who constantly have bad FPR, who constantly have to have conversations with me, let this be as kind of a warning as I possibly can give you. Your time might be up here. I, I'm just at a place where I may just thank you for your time, and we, we may just need to move on. And I think that there may be some people, when we go to move to Madden 20, who are going to get messages from me that thanks you for being here, uh, that will not explain myself, but will say that you're not getting an invite to Madden 20 because you don't fit because I have to debate with you, because I have to have long conversations with you, because I have to watch six of your videos every year, because I'm watching you abuse game flaws over and over and over and over. Um, 
There's a reason in Madden 18, the computer called cover two zone 20,000 times because it was overpowered, right? There's a reason that we're seeing guys run two tight end and uh, twin wide receivers. The twin wide receiver, it's really getting me. Twin wide receiver offenses. It's, yeah, I just get frustrated because I'm like, what? Like, why are we doing this? Like, just mix it up. But, That's all you got to do, man. Just make – twin wide receivers is fine. Just don't call it 15 times in a row. Don't call it 15 times in a game. Like, mix it up. Yeah, Guys, the, please correct me. I, I might be being no, too simple here. Go ahead, Maniac. No, I was going to say, it, it's like and, – and, and I've kind of watched games where, where guys are calling the twin. It's like they – they're following FPR, but they're calling this play over and over until they get to the point where, okay, I'm pretty sure this guy is going to call this defensive yeah. play, and I'm going to run this play because I know yeah. now it's going to work. You know, and and I think that's that's kind of where, uh, you know, it's it's the fine line. Like you know, they're playing FPR, like you said earlier, they're playing FPR, but that not that that 95 percent of the time, but that five percent. You know, it's like okay, well, the game's online, so now we gotta go crazy, you know, because we gotta get this win. Well, that that twin, what everybody knows, it's out of, been out of the bag for a lot of people that that twin wide receivers is a really easy way to tell if somebody's in zone or in man, um, unless the defense really tries to hide what they're in and tells what they're in, um, and guys really based off that. And that's and like Nate said, that's cool, and like Manny said, that's all right in moderation. I mean, a, a lot of plays. That's that's part of the thing. It's calls, and you 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 get to see what the defense is in, and they get to see what you're in. It's a chess match, but if the chess match becomes you playing the same you know play all over and over and over and over again, and it's not a chess match anymore. It's 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 the the strategy's not there anymore. Um, but like like Nate said though, it's a lot of I mean a lot of formations just like you know the go to play that I've seen a lot of, especially and I know I don't know which one of y'all brought it up earlier about the final two minutes down by three. The unstoppable no huddle offense, and I get it. Hey, the no huddle it has a place. And you're trying to drive down the field. That's the best way to conserve time and play. Uh, but the best way to do it for a lot of people, and I'm not calling anybody out specifically, um, just because I mean I've called the plays myself. I don't like to run no huddle because I'm not that good of a passer. Uh, but the trips, and then you can run so much. But the dagger out of trips, or the no huddle, I get no huddles don't show the the last play. So I know a lot of people are either hot routing a lot, a lot. Does if you if you have coach's play. glass, right? Yeah, if you have coach's <laughs> glass, I, I don't. I, I think me and Maniac might be on the low end of. I, I think I've tried to run coach's glass before um, while I played, and I think I, I think I got a little bit better internet than Maniac, but we're not very far ahead. We're still in Arkansas, so. Uh, but if you get the coach's glass, it works. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that's another example though, of, of, uh, of something that, you know, doing the same thing over, especially if you know it works and I get it. I, I, I'm, I'm an advocate of, I say advocate. I try not to run plays. That I know we're going to fail. Uh, but I sure. do try to, I do try to try to mix it up. I'm not going to run a play that I know we're going to be exception on. And, and that's, um, that's but, the catch here, right? And that's. That's the part that has drained me because guys are painting me into a corner from both sides. So these are two conversations I've had recently. <laughs> I mentioned L1. Guy says, oh, that's BS. I can't believe you're doing that. You handicap defense. And then he throws in my face. You say that this league, that FPR in this league is to create guys 
who are really good at sticks to not be the only ones who win here, but then you take away tools that help guys who aren't really good at the sticks. And that is completely taking that statement out of context. What I'm trying to do with FPR is even the playing field, make people on both offense and defense, mix up their teams, mix up their play calling, and not just lean on one thing because they know it works. And to really have that chess match of mixing up your play calling and forcing the other guy to mix up his play calling, and now let's go be good. Because there are guys that are really good at the sticks here, and we can't handicap them. This is a, not a this is not a, a, a CPU only hike the ball and sit back and let the computer do its thing. We had a CPU league. There was three people who played there. Had to shut it down because it was so non-attended. Like sticks should still matter. We just are trying to help make them matter in a way that is fair. Such as we were even watching that video just now, right? Like covering. 75, 85% of the field with one fast middle linebacker. That's the thing we're trying not to be good at. But that doesn't mean that someone like Brady, who is good at using the middle linebacker, can't shut your tight end down and can't shut drags down because he's good at it. Like, right. you, you, you can't yep. – it's not either or. It's, it can be both and. And so the other conversation I had – um, I've done talked myself into a fizzy here, and I can't even think. Uh, what was it around? So it was it was L one. Um, oh crap! What was it? oh? It was about posts, right? And so, guy comes to me and says, "It's the same BS over and over and over. You need to boot this guy." Blah 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 blah. Gets into the he gets into crunch time, and he goes straight post. I, I just don't know that. That's a fair statement. So what do we do? Do we say in the since posts are a little overpowered in this game, do we say now a new zillionth rule that I get to now police and hear complaints about and freaking watch two hours of film because lazy owners won't go watch their own film and give timestamps, even though we've blatantly told you guys we will not even look at your FPR if you give FPR with no timestamps. Thank you, Miguel and Dawson, now that he's in OMFL heaven, and everybody else who actually gives timestamps. But the rest of you can bite my little Cajun butt because you're not helping at all. <laughs> so, well, like, what do I do? Do we put in another rule that, that you can't run any post at all in the last two minutes of a game? Like, that's not fair either. Yep. Now, now, if he runs four posts in a row for a, a touchdown under 30 seconds when he's losing by seven – that's a problem, but that's not the same as he ran one post route and he burnt you on it because you weren't ready and he got a touchdown on you. That's a you thing. That's not a him thing. Like, again, there, there's a fine line here of balance, and that's what FPR is trying to bring. It's just trying to bring balance. It doesn't mean that every post route is cheesy. It's not. Like, if you have a good, strong-handed receiver with great route running and speed and your line gives you time and you have an accurate quarterback, you should be able to hit the post three or four times a game unless the defense plays a defense that takes that away. Period. Right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 just not hard. It's not complicated. And now I've got guys on both sides of the fence that put me in the middle of their boxing match and just beat me up over it, right? Um, 
Are and you I'm beating gonna, that table up over there too. So I'm beating it. I'm gonna have to rescrew it when I'm finished here. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's what's kind of drained me and, and got me to to the point that I'm at right now. Um, and I do have faith that we we will work through this. Um, but what I'm not interested in is working through this uh, for a two to four week time period. I'm not looking to work through this for the rest of the season. I'm looking to like five months is a long freaking time, guys. Like that's oh, no. if if you are on the edge right now, there's zero way that you make it until July. There's just no human way that you make it because the second the summer hits, you're gonna have all the excuses. Of, and I'm just not. I'm not letting owners be on auto for ten weeks out of the season. I'm not. I've looked at too many leagues. I seen a, a thread on Facebook the other day. A, a commissioner posted, what do you consider success from an owner? And 90% of the threads said that they, an owner is successful in their league if they play 10 games or more. T- t- we have, what, three, four guys that play less than all 16 games here? And the ones who don't, it's because they're out on vacation or in an airplane somewhere? Like... It just never happens here. Most guys play every single game here. I'm not. I'm just not lowering our standards in the OMFL uh, because people hate the game. There's too many people that really want in this league, whether it's from the OMFL too or from other leagues that um, I know that people would like a spot here because of the extra work that we do and because I think we've done such a great job. Maniac has had all these great ideas with the incentive plan, with the Pro Bowl, like with all – like the, the f- football fantasy football and and until Dawson went to OMFL heaven we had the gold sheet like like we have so many ways that if you win one or two games here and your team sucks you can still build a team here like you can still earn XP you can still build players you can still like draft well and free agency is set up for you to be successful like we are set up for parity and um yeah, well, I just I'd hate to Nate, see that. Speaking go of that, um, I, I take I take with you know I guess I, not offense, not not what you just said, but you know people talk about parity in the league, but there's only a few guys that literally do every extra incentive here, and I hate to point out the two ones that are in the gold sheet. Uh, they're um, they're going to be gold incentive every year. Uh, I think they're I know one of them's top in the fantasy. Uh, is Mo and, and D Money? Uh, you talk about two successful guys, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to put them on the spot, but they do try to take advantage of every opportunity to earn stuff here. And then I see some guys that aren't as successful, and I don't want to hear people talk about parity if you're not willing to put forth. And I know that that might not matter, you know, that might not make you a champion by getting it. But you let, you know, D Money or, or Mo, and I'm just using them to example because they're both very successful, uh, get the gold sheet or get uh, the fantasy one where you can upgrade a guy from quick to star or, you know, an extra contract that they can cut. Uh, so that's just – that's something that gets to me. I heard that all year, and I, I've seen Dawson take care of the gold sheet. And I'm not hating on nobody that don't want to do it, but, I you know, I hate seeing some guys talk about parity in the league if you're not – yeah, there's opportunities. Extra incentives, incentives, extra incentives to uh, to be. One too many burbs there, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not gonna lie. If there was a gallon of it right here, right now, I'd be I'd be hanging in there with you because I I could use one right now. 
Yeah, right. we have that straw just. <laughs> yeah. Let's put let's put a bow in this show. I'm tired. I need to go shower and go shoot somebody on PUBG. So put a put a bow in the show, Mister Maniac. I I think it's been a good show. I'm glad we we got together, and I know it's been been hectic and stuff, but uh, it, it we're a family, uh, and what what happens when a family has comes across a hard time? We got to pull together have each other's back. Let's not add on and pile on crap to the, the situation. Let's step back and say, okay, you know, let's let's get this thing going in the right way to support Nate. Let's get behind everything and let's get this thing going the way way, way it's always been. And 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 it's not that far off. We just we just gotta change our mindset and, and I know guys can do it if they just put their mind to it. D Wayne put a bow. Yeah, I think he said that well right there. Uh, except in my family, when you acted up, uh, Dad beat you with the paddle. Right? <laughs> so, uh, no, I think I think positivity goes a long way, and not everybody's going to win the championship. And so I hope people don't just take wins and losses as a negativity thing. And I know it's easy for me to say, is I, I haven't had many losing seasons, but uh, I, I think you know you just got to be positive here through all of it. Like I said, it's community over everything here. Uh, we're here as more friends than we are, you know, frenemies, I guess you'd say. Uh, and I think we have a really good group of people here. Uh, even even some of the guys that do need work on stuff. And I've seen, like uh, Nate was talking about, you know, uh, Sensenberg is one that he has had some FPR stuff put on him, and not as much this season as he has in the past, but uh, vastly improved on the FPR and has tried to improve. And I'll give somebody the effort. If you're trying to trying to improve, that goes a long way. That goes a lot long, farther than a lot of people I've seen that have came and gone here. Um, so I just think, I think we're in a, like I said, a rough patch, uh, I, but I do think we can pull together and, and use this as something that I, we are a, a full community, uh, people knocking on doors to come in. Um, I think guys that have left and came back have seen that, you know, it's, we hate to see you go and stuff like that, and we'll welcome you back, uh, but there is a waiting list to come back here, and just don't take your spot here for granted. Uh, you have a really good community, a really good group of guys here, and they're just a, this is an awesome league that Nate runs here and has had run for a long time. Yeah, uh, none of what I said tonight was a threat. I don't threaten people. Um, just being totally just transparent and being, being honest. Um, I think my thing is just clean up FPR. Um, uh, guys are leaning on stuff way too much. Eight in the box is still an issue. Uh, I have no clue what we're going to do about L1. We'll toss around a ton of ideas. Um, you know, sack numbers are a little down this year, but they're still right right where they need to be, I think. It's only week 13. I keep acting like there's still four more weeks left, and uh, the top four or five guys are right in that 16 to 18 range. I mean, that's that's right at where the league average is. And so, um, yeah, I, I think we do more right than we do wrong here. And uh, just clean up the FPR, man. Just mix it up, guys. Mix it up on both sides of the ball. Uh, it's not hard. It's not complicated. Um, all right, let me let me put a bow on all of our websites and our partners here. Uh, this will be the lamest finish of, in the history of Press Pass Live. DaddyLeaks.com forward slash OMFL. That's our webpage. It's a pretty cool webpage. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And... Uh, very OMFL flavor, and so go check it out if uh, you don't already um, check out our Daddy League page. GrownFolksOC.com, it's our website, uh, tons of content. We haven't Content's taken a little bit of a dip, but OMFL too, man. They've been pumping out content like crazy, right. um, and so good kudos to those guys, especially uh, the Bears guy. 
uh, what is his name? Tyler. Tyler's been pumping out um, all kinds of stuff. So good job by him. Uh, Grown Folks OC on Twitter. Go give us a follow. We'll follow you right back. Um, you can even check out the beautiful photo of our good old buddy, Mr. Crazy B-Man, and rocking that OMFL shirt. I love my OMFL shirt. I'm wearing it right now. I wore it all day at work. Uh, it's my favorite shirt that I have. So Mr. Crazy B-Man was rocking his shirt. Uh, shirts are always available. Mugs. I, I know our buddy D. Wayne has a mug. Uh, iPad covers, all kinds of stuff that you can find on our Redbubble. Um, it's just one of those really neat things that we have yeah, access here um, that you can get you some OMFL gear, some GFW gear, some Grown Folks gear, TFL, NBC, any kind of gear that you want, you can find it right there. Uh, Grown Folks OC on Twitch. Right now we are hosting, oh, our good buddy, Mr. Purple, uh, no, Black Puerto Rican. Yeah. Black Puerto Rican nipple. I don't know why I thought it was purple. I feel dirty just saying his name. But <laughs> Mr. Miguel, uh, it looks like he... Is he playing uh, Chaotix? Is this a little uh, OMFL game going on right Yes, now? yes, they are. Oh, well, there you go. A little Chaotic and Miguel. Oh, it's a tie game, third quarter, 239 left to go. Um, now that I'm settled into the new house with the new internet and all this stuff, we're going to have to get back to uh, doing some... Um, some games are commentary, if not for the playoffs this season, for, for next season for sure. It's always a, a ton of fun when me and Maniac were able to get that done. And then, of course, Grown Folks uh, online community on YouTube. You can go give us a subscribe. We'll subscribe to you right back. Um, we'll make sure that we share the love. And then go support our partners, OvertimeHeroics.com. Make sure that you can create a profile there and go get active. They're growing their gaming community. It's a sports hub for all things sports talk. So uh, they support our podcast, everything that we do here. So make sure that you go support them. And then we have a ton of sponsors, or not sponsors, I should say partners over here on our uh, GFW League. So we partner with a wrestling league called True One Pro. Go follow them on Twitter. And then we've got other partners. So look, just support our partners. Check out the GFW show. It's really entertaining. We'd love to hear y'all's feedback. Our podcast for that league is called With All Due Respect. You can find all of these different things right here on the growfolks.tv playlist on YouTube. So tons of stuff for you guys to go check out and get involved in. It's 1046 at night. Dwayne needs another bourbon. Uh, Maniac needs, uh, I don't sleep. I don't know what Maniac needs. I need to go bathe and then go shoot some folks on PUBG. So we're going to wrap it up for all of the leadership here in the OMFL. And for our, uh, we're going to pour one out for the, the buddy in heaven, in OMFL heaven, Mr. Dawson. We miss you, bro. Um, he's still in the community, so he can still talk. Uh, even though I, I don't think he plays anything else. But he's still in the community nonetheless, so we still have access to him, and he has access to us. So make sure that you guys send some love his way. Uh, and then we'll see you guys next week. So have a blessed week. Until then, have a good one. Peace. Coming for you, Big Heart. Deuces.